from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is the Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. You know, it occurred to me... Uh, somewhere in the last five minutes as I was getting ready to record this episode. Uh, we don't have a special theme song for this episode. Hoss Fight uh, had a special theme song, but I think that was a special uh, tournament. Not to say that this one isn't special necessarily, but, uh, you know, I knew what I wanted for the Hoss Fight theme song immediately. Uh, a little less so on this one, and that's okay. That's okay, that's okay. Maybe uh, a theme song will come to me and we'll have to go back and edit in post. Uh, although these have already been posted. I think we'll be fine either way. Uh, I hope you are well. Hope those you love are doing well. It is the Cruiserweight Classic. Or I think I wrote it on uh, when I posted the first episode. The Cruiserweight-ish Classic. Because again, some of these names uh, aren't exactly the cruisiest of cruiserweights, uh, but we have taken 512 names, basically everybody that wasn't a hoss. We have split them into two groups. We have our uh, lighter weights and our middler weights, and right now we're focusing on these these cruiserweight people. They're around. The cutoff was at about 100 kilograms, so 220 pounds. Uh, there was a lot of people around that weight, so there's a bit of a divide there. Uh, but that's about the cutoff, which was good for me. Uh, and we're doing a round-robin-style tournament. So we did two pages worth of brackets, uh, but it's, you know, pools of four battling each other. And we did the first match in those pools, and eventually we'll go around till everyone gets three matches under their belt. We'll figure out who the winners uh, and what the rankings are for those four people. And then... Uh, We'll go ahead and re-rank and, and do it again. So I, I'm having fun. I feel good about the first episode. There's a little bit of things to figure out, as there always is. Uh, but I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Uh, we will begin. So what happens is I've got, let me set the stage. Let me paint a picture for you. I've got my Google Sheet. Um, and I have all across, I have, I think, 30 columns or so. Um, and there's the ranking. So all my number ones are in the same column. They've all been redacted and randomized. And then next to them are the 16s and the 8s and the 9s, very similar to your typical March Madness bracket or tournament bracket. If you do one of those, if you know what I'm talking about, all the numbers add up to 17. 1 takes on 16, that's 17. 8 takes on 9, 17, so on and so forth. Uh, so we'll go across with the first names. I'm not going to go through and re-randomize everyone because that would require 16 different randomizings every episode we don't have the time or energy for that it's redacted i don't know who they're who's where uh so i think we're fine so i do happen to know i did spoil it for myself who the number one seed is here so i suppose in good conscience i'll randomize that so i've randomized that so now i don't know who the number one seed is. Uh, so at this point, we're ready. I hope you're ready. Let's begin. The number one seed is 
Again, this is not necessarily a cruiserweight by definition. Though then again, if we think about it, and let's think about it for a minute, uh, wrestling has changed just in the... I started watching in 92, it's 2022, I'm celebrating 30 years uh, as a wrestling fan this year. Interesting that that would be the case. Um, I should do something for that. So, you know, this is my, my 30th year watching wrestling. Wrestling has certainly changed uh, in 30 years. Uh, I don't remember there being... Uh, you know, there was the light heavyweight title, I believe, existed in WCW, probably in 92, but I wasn't watching. You had guys like Jushin Liger and uh, Brian Pillman, classic battles there. Uh, and then we did have the, you know, perhaps the peak of the cruiserweights in the late 90s in WCW, your Mysterios, your Malenkos, your Guerreros, and such. Um, and then it went away. Then it became the X Division. And that was sort of the new look, your low keys, your AJ Styles. You throw a guy like Samoa Joe in there, but he was the anomaly. Your Roddy Strongs, your P.D. Williams. All names I expect we'll see at some point here. And then we get the Cruiserweight Classic and the Cruiserweight title that we've had since the, the advent of the network. I don't know. There's a name that we might see in this tournament but, you know, I've been fond of saying his, his thigh, his left thigh weighs 205 pounds. Um, if we get to Buddy Matthews Murphy, no relation. Um, so it's kind of different. So I'm just curious here, because this number one name, it's a big name. He's a current superstar wrestling for the WWE system right now. Um, but let me just look it up. I, you know, I used cage match. So, uh, Wikipedia lists this man as six foot two, two twenty nine, which would be a hundred and four kilograms, um, which would put him in the middleweight category, which you know is technically where he belongs. Uh, but just for curiosity's sake, let me compare him to a Jushin Liger. Jushin Liger's five seven, two ten. All right, so clearly. Uh, a, you know, a cruiserweight. Let's compare him to... Technically, Alex Wright was a cruiserweight, whether or not we believe it, at 6'3 and 225. So that we're in the ballpark there. We're in the ballpark. So what I think I'm getting at here... Why is that a picture of Alex Wright? Is that Alex Wright in NXT? Like, there's a picture of what looks to be Alex Wright, pudgier Alex Wright... Uh, with a button-up shirt and a suit coat in front of the like an NXT banner. Wonder what that was about. Uh, the name I'm referring to is Shinsuke Nakamura. He is our number one seed, and I get it. He's not necessarily a cruiserweight. Um, he may have won the junior heavyweight title, which would actually help my case. But I don't know if he did. I think he might have just been like your their intercontinental champion or whatever their mid-card belt is. But let me see here. Championships and accomplishments. New Japan. Yeah, okay, that didn't happen. You know, heavyweight title, intercontinental title, tag title. Regardless, we're going to keep him in this bracket uh, because it, it's just easier. 
if we're being 100% honest. Uh, we have this here, you know, it'll be competitive. We know this is this is the cruiserweight-ish classic, and I can imagine a world at 229, I could imagine a world, if you had Laparka and Alex Wright, if Shinsuke Nakamura had showed up in the 90s, he would have been wrestling Kidman, perhaps for the cruiserweight title. I could very easily see that happening in some alternate universe. Uh, he will be taking on Silver King. I could have said that. Oh, man, how great would that have been if I had said Silver King instead of Laparka, and then he magically would have shown up. Uh, he is the 16 seed. Our number eight seed is Angelico. Another one. Let's actually do some comparables there. What's Angelico's stats? Angelico is 6'3", 198. But if you put those two people side by side, does Shinsuke look 30 pounds heavier than Angelico? I don't know if he does. I don't know if he does. And our number nine seed is the Amazing Red. I would say yes. Certainly. Uh, a cruiserweight there. This is quite a bracket. Let me just say, Shinsuke, Silver King, Angelico, and Amazing Red, that's quite a bracket. Now, if you listen to our first episode, um, you know that some of these decisions will be made just on my own. And some of them I'm going to leave to the dice. I've got my 20-sided dice here. Three of them should only need two. Always good to have an extra. Uh, and, you know, if it's a matchup of people who I feel are on equalish footing, uh, I will give them the, you know, the chance to roll for it. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case here. Shinsuke is going to beat uh, Silver King. And I think the Amazing Red beats on Helico. We don't talk about the Amazing Red enough. Um, he is more Rey Mysterio than he is Blitzkrieg. Uh, he was a trendsetter. He was a guy doing moves that we had seen with some of the cruiserweights, but he was doing it in a slightly different style. Uh, and, you know, he was he pioneered the X Division before the X Division was cool. And I think I think we should uh, we should be, you know, giving him more credit. I'm sure AJ Styles does and that kind of thing. But I wish I wish the credit was a little more public there for the amazing red. Our number four seed is Frankie Kazarian. Again, X Division certainly, I think, qualifies as a cruiserweight. He'll be taking on in his opening round match, Koji Kanemoto. Uh, not super familiar with his work. Uh, I like the name. I remember reading it in Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine. Loved the name, Koji Kanemoto. Um, and, you know, I think I've seen one or two of his matches, and he's good. He's good. Our, our number five seed. Oh, oh! This guy's gonna. This guy's gonna be. I won't call him a sleeper because he's a five seed. This guy's gonna go far. Jamie Noble. I mentioned it in the last episode. Who were we talking about in the last episode that fit this? No. You could make a case for Riddle if Riddle was a cruiserweight, which he's not. Saber Junior was probably who I mentioned. Um. I like cruiserweights who are mat-based, scientific-based. Um, they can fly, but it's not the only weapon in their arsenal. Jamie Noble can fly, uh, but much more of a grappler 
uh, you know, style. I love Jamie Noble. He's taking on our 12 seed, Legero. Now, I can't remember. Legero's going to go 0-3, all right? And we'll probably drop him off the list entirely. I Does he qualify for the bad guy rule? I don't recall. Mm, assault, interference, and a message. Denied it. He did. Sent. Okay. All right. So he was sending inappropriate messages and engaged in inappropriate conduct. He denies the assault allegations. Released by Progress. Released by WWE. Uh, haven't seen anything about an arrest. <sighs> so I don't have alternates. That is something to consider, is I don't have alternates. But let me look here. Going into uh, the wrestler database that I went to yesterday, and I think I can pull up the page where I left off. Technically, Ralphus qualifies. Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have a wait listed. <laughs> Um, so I'm, you know, I'm down here. If you go to cage match in the lists of wrestlers, I'm in the 1700s shows you how far I had to go to get all of these wrestlers, the amount of work that I put in. Um, let's replace him with this guy. Let's replace him with this guy. We're going to kick out Legero and we're going to replace him with the, who would have been the next person on the list, except, you know, we kind of filled our quota, uh, Kenny Williams. Another UK wrestler. Um, I like what Kenny Williams has done as a heel. Uh, I'm going to roll for Kazarian and Kanemoto because Kanemoto was a big deal, and I do remember enjoying him a bit. I like Kazarian fine, that Antonio Banderas lookalike. Kazarian gets a 28, Kanemoto 23. So Kazarian's going to win over Koji Kanemoto, and we're going to have Noble beat Williams. Uh, I'll keep cage match up because uh, this may happen again. We may come up with another name. I, I skipped your Travis Banks. I skipped the Austin Aries. I skipped the Joey Ryans. Uh, a lot of the quote unquote bad guys I did get rid of, but um, I'll leave I'll leave it open because you know there may come a time we get another name. Um, that needs to be taken out, as we did with El Liguero, and I'll replace him even on this with Kenny Williams. Our number six seed, Sammy Callahan. Is he a bad guy? Why do I feel like he got into trouble, too? Let me look this up. He may not have. He may have just, you know, left. What was his name? in Solomon Crow. That's right. Solomon Crow. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything necessarily about, you know, him leaving. It may have just been that he left badly, which may have been it. But, nope. All right. There's nothing on his Wikipedia page that suggests any sort of, you know, Badness. I'm assuming it would be there. So we'll let Sammy Callahan remain as our number six seed. He's taking on our number 11 seed. Yo. So here's the thing. We had Sho and Yo of Rapongi 3K. 
I couldn't tell you the difference. One of them looks like Tanahashi. But I couldn't tell you the difference. So again, I feel like this was probably, you know, I'm going to I'm going to get rid of him because you know, and he's going to be replaced by Kid Romeo. Uh, again, WCW Cruiserweight, kind of late era WCW Cruiserweight. Um, let me see if I look him up. Is he the one that looks like Tanahashi? No, he's the other one that looks like he's not a wrestler. He looks like he should be in a boy band. And show to me, always looked like more of the, the star. And he does. He looks like a young kind of Tanahashi there. Uh, all right, so we're going to replace Yo, unfortunately. Again, my fault for not being as well-versed in Japanese wrestling as I should be. Uh, but Kid Romeo will get the 11 spot. Our number three seed, Champa. Tommaso Champa did appear in the Cruiserweight Classic, so despite the fact that he'd never really wrestled kind of like a Cruiserweight, um, he'll do well in this. And our number 14 seed, Ray Horus. Horus? Spanish, you don't pronounce the H. Uh, I do know him a bit. Um, and we'll go ahead and just, we don't need to roll for these. Callahan will beat Romeo. Champa will beat Horace. Some of these, you know, we're not going to necessarily know. Like, I think Jamie Noble's going to win his bracket. I don't know for sure. I'll probably roll for maybe him and Kazarian. Um, oh, that would be an interesting rule. I have to roll for at least one. Ooh. You know, we make up these rules as we go along here. What if I... Ooh. You have to roll for at least one matchup per bracket. So, like, so going back to our very beginning, Sami Zayn should go 3-0. and He's getting Lenny Lane. He's going against Desperado. He's going against Finley. But what if I made a rule that I have to roll the dice... At least once, giving him a chance to go two and one. Now, let's think about this for a second. So Finley beat Desperado. Now, if Finley beats Lane, which he... It potentially has a problem in that, in a, in a bracket like that, or in a bracket like this, with Callahan and Romeo and Champa and Horace... You know, I can give you my rankings of them right now. Like, I could go right down the line. Let me think about that for a second. Because it would add an interesting wrinkle if I had to roll at least... Screw it. Let's do it. You know what? Let's do it. Let's see if I can remember. Uh, I rolled for El Desperado and Finley. I do remember that. I didn't roll for Riddle, that one... I rolled for Shannon Moore versus Chono. Um, I rolled, I think, for Taguchi versus Bowens. I rolled for Fred Yehi versus Spike. Uh, I rolled for Santos and Jushin, so I rolled two times for that one. I didn't roll for when Lethal and Lynn won. I rolled for Simon Dean and Davey Richards, I think... And I don't think I rolled for that one. All right. So, I, going back to our current episode here. I rolled, didn't roll for Shinsuke or Red. Uh, 
Uh, I rolled for Kazarian and Kanemoto. And I didn't roll for Callahan and Champa. All right. I think this will make things interesting. I hope. Because, again, otherwise I could just go one, two, three, four, and it would be done. I wouldn't have to go back and forth. Um, so this adds at least an interesting wrinkle for me. And at this point, it's season five. You're busy people here. I'm doing this for me more than anybody else. I do understand that. If you get the chance to listen at some point, hi, love you, hope you're going, doing good. Uh, but I'm doing this for me at this point. Uh, all right, next up, our number two seed, Kota Ibushi. Crazy stuff happening with Kota Ibushi. I hope he's okay. Because messing with Japanese business people, certain Japanese business people, strikes me as a terrible choice. But uh, I hope he's okay. Uh, Kota Ibushi is our number two seed, taking on our number ten seed, Jordan Devlin, J.D. McDonough. Uh, And then let's just do our matchups here. Who's the number seven? Uh, seven is Davari. These are out of order. It should be two versus 15, but I think at this, when I got to the end here, I was like, look, they're all going to wrestle each other anyway, so it really doesn't matter. And then 15 is Pat Tanaka. All right. Abushi, Devlin, Davari, and Tanaka. It's a pretty good group. I'll say that right now. That's a pretty good group. Um, I think we've split them kind of in our top two and bottom two. I think Ibushi and Devlin would definitely... I like Pat Tanaka, but I think there's a gap between Ibushi and Devlin and then Tanaka and Davari. So let's roll for both, because this would be the time to roll. Ibushi gets a 14. Devlin gets a 16. So Devlin's going to get the win over Kota. And then Davari gets a 5. Bad roll for him. Pat Tanaka... A 25, big squash victory for Tanaka over Sean Davari. This is Sean Davari. Uh, Arya Davari will probably be here in a different um, in a different setting. All right, so there's our page, and let me mark that I rolled for both of these. Let's move on. Let's do another one. We're 20 minutes or so in. Uh, we're getting about two done an episode, which is good. Uh, and let's go backwards here. Our 15 seed is Eddie Dennis. Again, is he a cruiserweight? I don't think so, but the man is a string bean. If he turns sideways, he disappears. So we'll count him as a cruiserweight, and he will be taking on uh, Ishimori from New Japan. Let's just see this, because I'm pretty sure Ishimori is like five foot four. Yes. According to Wikipedia, he is five foot four. Eddie Dennis is like six eight. Six six. I wasn't that far off. So just imagine the matchup. The man has over a foot height against Ishimori. So one of the shortest people in the tournament going up against who might be one of the tallest people in the tournament. I love how that uh, matchup would play out. I'd love to watch that match. Our number 10 seed is Danny Birch. I think he's going by Martin Stone now, but I wrote down the name that I would most recognize, just so I wouldn't have to try to remember who these people were. And our number two seed, Kenta. That would be a really fun 
brawl, like strong style brawl. Danny Birch, the British brawler, versus Kenta, Hideo Itami. Um, I don't need to roll for that one. Kenta should win. I don't, but I didn't care for Hideo Itami at all. Kenta is doing better. I've never, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen him since he left WWE, but good for him. I will roll for Eddie Dennis and uh, Ishimori just because it's hilarious. Eddie Dennis, a 19. Ishimori, a 24. David falls Goliath, fells Goliath, whatever, and gets the win over Eddie Dennis. Next up, our 14 seed. Joseph Connors, sticking with uh, NXT UK. Joseph Connors. Have we seen him since Jenny left? I don't think we have. Uh, our number three seed, I whoa, we just talked about him. Roddy Strong, certainly a cruiserweight, certainly deserving of a three seed. Our number 11 seed, El Fantasmo. Uh, I have seen him in New Japan and I think in some of the impacts that I've watched. He's okay. He's not bad. And our number six seed, oh, Drew Gulak. I'm just already waiting for Roddy Strong versus Drew Gulak. Give that to me, please. Uh, I don't need to roll any of these. Strong defeats Connors. Gulak defeats Fantasmo. I am sure that Roderick Strong is going to be out the door as soon as his contract, as soon as he can. He's gone. But I wish we lived in a world that I could see a Drew Gulak and Roderick Strong tag team. Wrestlers are small enough now. You could make that work. They show up, they wrestle the Usos, they wrestle the Street Profits, they wrestle uh, Angel and Umberto. That would be a great team. I'm putting it out in the universe. Gulak and Strong, make it happen. Our number 12 seed, Dick Togo. Or as Doc would call it, Dick to go, everybody. It's Dick. time for Dick to go. He's taking on Trent. So a new, another New Japan matchup here. Dick to go and Trent, our number 13 seed, Mikey Whipwreck. And our number four seed, Darby Allen. Now that's a great match. I can draw some comparables between Mikey Whipwreck, ECW 90s, and Darby Allen. Darby's better. Don't get me wrong, Darby's better. But there's some comparables there. You know, he's not really, but he's kind of like if you took Mikey Whipwreck and Jeff Hardy and smushed them together. You get kind of like a Darby Allen, I think. Um, I can't say there's a, a huge name here. In some of these, like there's one name that is just head and shoulders above the others in my head. Um, again, Trent and Allen are at the top. I've, I saw a match, I think it was against Samoa Joe, Trent Beretta. I had given him no thought whatsoever up until then. He's good. He is a good, good wrestler. Uh, he will beat Dick Togo. And we will have Darby beat 
Mikey Whipwreck. So that's done. We'll roll on uh, Darby versus Trent, I'm sure. Our final matchup here, Noam Dar. Again, obviously a cruiserweight. If he has Alicia Fox in his corner, he's going to win this whole thing. He's taken on Rich Swan. Some early cruiserweight classic matchup there, Dar versus Swan. And then we have technically, technically, Tony D'Angelo qualifies as a cruiserweight based on the weight he's listed on a cage match. Um, I don't think that's right. It doesn't feel right. But he is smaller than I, I think I expect him to be. You think of your, you know, Vito's, your DeBaldi's. All those guys were pretty hefty guys. Not quite Tony D'Angelo. Our number one seed, The Miz. Also not really um, a cruiserweight. But that's okay. Uh, I'm going to give Dar the win over Swan. We're not going to roll for that one. But I'll roll Tony D'Angelo in The Miz. Why not? Why not? Tony D gets a 19 or an 18 double nines. The Miz gets a 12. So in a huge upset, Tony D defeats the Miz. Um, I had rolled doubles, and that has made me wonder if I should do a bonus roll. If you get doubles, you get a bonus roll. So if you roll double nines, you get an extra dice. It should be a six-sided dice, but I don't have any of those. I only have 20-sided dice. Um, but that's a big upset. It makes me wonder whether or not I did the right thing. I do have to roll on all of them. And, you know, the Miz and Gnome Dar would be a great match. I don't know if it needs a roll of the dice. Um... But either way, we'll, we'll go with it. That's our biggest upset I think we've had uh, is Tony D'Angelo beating the Miz. Um, you know, which will set up some interesting things here. Maybe Stacks will be part of it. Two Dimes um, has been killed. He's been thrown off a bridge. Um, I had thought the understanding was that when Troy Donovan, which I think was the name Two Dimes was going by, before becoming Tony D'Angelo-ized. Um, he had gotten fired for something relatively small, and the idea was keep your nose clean and work hard, and we'll bring you back in a year or so. Because I watched Level Up, and he was good. He was one of my top people watching Level Up. Um, but yeah, let's assume there's some chicanery involved that allowed for Tony D to pick up the upset win. Uh it's always the question here. Do we push forward? Do we keep going? Do we do another bracket? Or do we end the episode here? And I think as if I'm saying that out loud, that means we got to keep going, don't we? Don't we got to keep going? Because I can't just say, no, never mind. We're going to end the episode. That's you got you to gotta end on a bang bang. Um, so hopefully... <laughs> The risk I run is that the last page will be even worse than this one. Um, but let's keep going. Let's do another page. Let's keep it up. Another number one seed. Eddie Guerrero. Now we're talking. Eddie Guerrero taking on the number 16 seed, Danny Doring. I don't think we need to 
before we even write down anybody else, we'll just give Guerrero the win there over Danny Doring. Um, what's the best thing about Danny Doring, everybody? He teamed with Amish Roadkill, who, say it with me, is Amish. Our number eight seed, Super Crazy. This is a whole, this is an ECW thing. All three of these guys, ECW alums, taking on Hooventude. Wow. We've got some ECW connections. We've got an LWO connection. Let's roll on Super Crazy versus Hooventude. I like Super Crazy way more than Hooventude. Were they both Mexicools? They were. We got a battle of the Mexicools. You know what we should do? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I know what we're going to do. I know what we're going to do. Let's do this Battle of the Mexicals here. Super Crazy, 20, Hooventude, 21. Wow. A 20 and a 21. We'll give it to the juice. Hooventude defeating Super Crazy. I consider that an upset. Um, that's so good. We're ending in the middle of a bracket. Because I don't think we're going to get better than a Battle of the Mexicals. We get an Eddie Guerrero match. Danny Doring's not a bad wrestler. Don't get me wrong. That match would be good. And then we get a Battle of the Mexicals. I'm calling it there. We're going to end in the middle of this page. And in our next episode, we'll pick up where we left off. Because, because of the way we're doing this, I don't have to be held by pages. I can go until we get a really good match. We might stop seven minutes in next episode because we get to a really good part, and I'm just like, that's it. You don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know what I'm going to do here on this fantastic show in which I am the host, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. You don't know what I'm going to do. But you do know that I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. You don't know what I'm gonna do.